There are a lot of people pinning their hopes, dreams, and future on the outcome of today's election. Are you one of those? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To be honest, I'm not going to be one of those that's going to stay up all night trying to wait for the results of the election. I don't think they'll probably really come in fully tonight. We may be surprised, but I'm not going to put my... I'm not going to have a whole lot of angst and acid indigestion worrying about who wins the presidency of the United States. I'm simply not going to do it because I'm not going to put my my hope and my life and my family and my future in the hands of a person. Like the Bible says, we, you know, we are to look to God, not to man. And so I'm not going to worry as much as many others are. Because, see, here's some things that I I thoroughly understand. If you look at what Jesus said in the Bible, if you look at all Bible prophecy, we are promised, unfortunately, times of great tribulation. Now, is this the great tribulation? I don't dare say yes or no, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I believe the Bible puts us through times of tribulation because we, especially in the United States and the Western world, where the pandemic seems to have run rampant, we've turned our back on God a long time ago. God's hand of protection is gone. I believe that we are heading toward his promised judgment. Many nations have been severely judged over history. And the United States, Canada, Western Europe, Australia, and others, well, you're in the crosshairs of God's judgment, and you've earned it by the things you've done. So I'm not going to pin my hopes and my dreams on who wins today's election, because I answer to a much higher authority. And I'm hoping that you do too. Of course, I have a desired outcome. And I believe if we get the outcome I'm looking for, we buy a little bit more time to prepare for that day of God's judgment that is going to come. And honestly, there's nothing we can do to stop it. If you're just tuning in, this is the program Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. And in case I forget later in the program, remember this website address, truth2ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com if you've listened before i'm still deciding what to do about shortwave airtime i've got to make some decisions literally by the end or the first part of next week on what frequencies to keep or let go because honestly the cost is getting just a wee bit more than i can handle i'm not a corporation i'm not some kind of a big organization this is just me and my wife And we have been, with the help of a friend, underwriting this. So just just keep that in mind. My guest today is, continuing from yesterday, Dr. Timothy Gales, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. And so I'm going to ask you the question. As you look at what's happening today as people are voting around the United States, do you put all your hopes and dreams in this election? No, none at all. Um, 
ultimately our hope. We're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We do pray for peace, no matter who is in power, uh-huh. um, whether, whether you have a good king or a bad king, Scripture says. You pray that you may live in peace, and that's really what we want. Uh-huh. But ultimately, our hope isn't down here, and it can't be. We, we look up where our treasure is, right, in heaven. And all things, we're just passing through Uh this world. Transients, as I call it. We're transients in this world. So I do pray and work for good. We are to be salt and we are to be light in Uh this world. Uh We are to see truth and goodness uh, prevail. So we do what we can um, to see that happen. But ultimately, I'm not gonna be devastated per se if uh, my person doesn't get into office, what Mm -hmm. I am going to do is ramp up my prayer life. What I am going to do is dedicate myself to be more salt Mm -hmm. and more light in what I believe will be a greater darkness upon this land. Well, number one, in Psalm 146, verse three, one of the more verses we sometimes forget, and where it says, do not put your trust in princes, nor in the son of man, and when we say in the son of man or the son or sons of men, which are people, human beings, not not the son of God. I know Jesus calls himself the son of man, but there's a difference in the in the wording used. Do not put your, yourself in the son of man or a son of man in whom there is no help, in whom there is no salvation in a mortal man. Uh, mm-hmm. This is we're told. And, and so even though I'm going to support a candidate that is closer to what I believe needs to be in a leader. And I explain to people, my never-Trumper friends, oh, but, you know, he had an affair, or he says this, or he tweets mean stuff. I mean, I've heard it all before. Well, guess what? King David uh, put a man up on the front line uh, to get killed so he could have an affair with the man's wife. So don't tell me about, you know, bad behavior in, in leaders that God put in place. And, and he did not remove David as a leader of the as king of Israel, even in spite of his horrible sin before God. So that, that's a non-starter with me. You know, never Trumpers. Here's what you need to ask yourself. Do the policies that this individual put in place do the following? Do they damage the work and ministry of the church? Do they limit it? Do they confine it? Do they destroy it? Do they challenge it? Do they? Number two, do these policies, you know, tear apart the family and destroy the family? And someone has said, what about the cages at the border? Well, those cages have been there for 20, you know, 10, 15 years. Don't, I mean, that's a whole different set of circumstances. And number one, and and also a lot of these kids whose parents they can't find, their parents are not even in the country. They're, 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 They're back in their home country and they don't want their kids to come back. So don't that's something that the media is not telling you. We have children in custody whose parents have abandoned them and they're hoping that their kids get released so they can use chain migration to follow their kids. Uh, right. So a lot of people don't understand that little, you know, the media likes to make things look he's just a mean, horrible, ugly person who says mean things and tweets mean things and he's <laughs> he's a racist. Right. You know, prior to him running for president I don't think any, that's one word that never would have fit Donald Trump in any conversation anywhere from 1975 until the day he came down that escalator in, uh, in, 
in 15, in, you know, in June of 15. Prior to that, nobody ever considered him a racist. He hired more people of color and minorities than he needed to. He, he didn't have to abide by that. He just, as a general principle, gave jobs to people that were qualified, regardless of their uh, sex, their creed, their national origin, color of their skin. Right. He was he was touted as a hero by many. And so this, you know, suddenly he turned into instant racist because we don't like him is intellectually bankrupt. And I know people that 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 will that'll put stuff on their Facebook page. He's a racist and I'm going prove it. Cite one example. And then they can't. Well, and he said no he didn't. You know, mm-hmm. well, the kids no he didn't you know and you go on and on so so when obama did it that was okay he obama could be a racist against people from south of the border but he can't i mean this is this is <laughs> the intellectual problems you get into that you're being duplicitous you're believing two things at the same time that are i that are just diametrically opposed yeah and 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 so we we are, we're coming into a time of an election and this is what i want to get into if if Donald Trump wins today, and if you're hearing this program at 10 o'clock Eastern or as a podcast later in the nighttime, this is recorded long before the polls close, long before we have any kind of information about anybody or anything, we don't know. We are just as blind as we were yesterday and this past weekend and the week before, just going on the things we've observed coming into this election day. But if the enthusiasm is real, and Trump wins, and if the Senate is held by one person or tied, and if the House is even taken, um, we as Christians may get a very brief reprieve. And this is what I want to talk about a little bit today with you, and I think this is another part of, I think, the mission and ministry that God has called you. We can sit here and, and talk about the princes of men, and the son of men that try to rule us or or, or put in, in places of power. I, mm-hmm. I just say that when you vote, if you voted today, and if you were never Trumper, ask, ask yourself the question, did any of Trump's policies intentionally damage my church or make life miserable or demand we change what we believe? You'll, right. never, you'll never find one. No. Did, did his policies... Uh, put enmity between you and your family. Now, the schools are working on that uh, overtime. The schools are doing that job, and you're letting them ruin your kids with indoctrination centers that tell any value you have. They're, they're being told not to believe it. It's all fables and babble and garbage. And, and you know, and they're, they're telling your child what to believe and how to vote. Uh, this one gal got caught. I don't know if you saw that story. Well, I know that many of the same people that are teaching your kids are the ones rioting and burning buildings. That's right. Exactly. And they've so been that's, caught. That's they've what been we're caught. looking at. Yeah. This one it's, teacher it's, had a quiz online. You know, mm-hmm. The school's still meeting online because, you know, this, it's not safe because kids are just corona spreaders that kill teachers if they come to the school. <laughs> right. Uh, I was in a yeah. county the other day in another state, and I was saying, so how is the virus doing here? Well, schools have been open now three weeks, and I said, well, how many students have tested positive? Zero. How about that? Yeah. Zero. How many teachers? Well, we don't know, but they're, they're all, in other words, they're not having any online. They just went to 100% were open. And, you know, so, but, you, but the whole thing about the fear, ooh, these children are super spreaders. They're going to come to school, and they're going to kill each other, and they're going to kill the teacher, and then they're going to kill their families, and they're going to kill, kill, kill the people Everybody. in the grocery stores. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to die. 
watch how fast that narrative if, if biden wins watch how fast that narrative changes and if it doesn't change today it'll change on inauguration day that biden's new policies saved us <laughs> yeah, right, right. And Biden's new policies are the things we've been doing for the last seven months. If you hadn't noticed, That's every right. I worked in emergency management. Everything the man says we need to do, we have already done, mm-hmm. without exception. Well, yes, and this is because this is the beginning of the Great Reset that I said last time, mm-hmm. and ultimately it's an agenda. It is being driven forward. And look, in some countries, the Great Reset will be activated between the end of this year and the first trimester of 2021. Mm-hmm. But America's standing in the way. That's that's why this, this election is so pivotal. This country is standing in the way of what the globalists would like to do. They're already doing it. They've been working on it for years. But you are correct when you say Donald Trump is not implementing the policies they like. He's not purposely destroying families. He's not implementing policies that are going to tear apart um, the nuclear family, right, and and Mm -hmm. education system. He understands in that sense what's been going on for years, and he's slowly but surely bringing things back to the way they should be, and that's making the opposition angry. All right? You're looking at a battle between light and darkness, the good and evil, right and wrong truth and error this has been history bob but we're seeing Mm -hmm. the culmination of it here because my prediction is with this election if trump does not win and i don't put all my hope in trump and nor do i I think he is our savior no he isn't but I, i i will say this if he does not get in we are going to see a new dark age descend upon the world the likes of which we've never seen we will see economic upheaval. I mean, collapse. beginning beginning the collapse. day they finally call it, the, uh, when they finally yes. call this election, if he was to lose, you know, watch your 40K, 401k be worthless. Watch, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe the day's coming. And this is what, this is the message now to the church. We can sit here and we can speculate and guess who's going to win, who's not. You know, if... If the example of who is out there with enthusiasm, well, we, we know who's going to win. Um, but if they make it up or there's fraud or whatever may happen, suppression, I don't put any of this past any of them. You know that and I know it and I, I we both get it. Right. But the church, the church, like I mentioned, I think it was on yesterday's program. I talked about the Evangelical Church of Germany, which is everything but evangelical and even a church if the definition of church is the living body of Christ. In other words, they are the living corpse of Satan, uh, not the living body of Christ. And I I say that with full boldness because what they Mm -hmm. preach is another gospel, and we are told to condemn it. We are told to preach against it we're told to avoid it we're told to you know just to stand away and call it for what it is an anathema it is right. unholy unto god and god will deal with it in his own time and we are to you know stand against it not yep. tolerate it all right so i'm going to put this in perspective we'll look at europe real quickly then england and then canada and even australia and so let's talk about what's happened oh i don't know since 19 19- you remember 1960, what year was it? You're 69 or 64, what, what year? 450th anniversary of the Reformation came along. The right. world was a different place. Now we hit the 500th not long ago mm-hmm. in, in 19. And so 
What has happened in that time? These churches that once proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ, even though a lot of their members were just what I call cultural Christians. In other words, you know, the, the church is teaching this stuff, but I don't necessarily believe it for myself, but I make grandma happy for the inheritance and I get the kids baptized. We've had this whole period of time, over a hundred years, of a decay in the mainline churches that once proclaimed a true gospel, then they compromise that gospel, some quicker than others. And now we have a whole sequence of churches out there, like the ones in Germany that, that went over the top first, and in, in France, and in Scandinavia, and in the United Kingdom, where a social gospel replaced the true gospel of Jesus Christ, where, you know, homosexual rights and ordinations and marriages are vastly more important than Jesus died on the cross for your sin. And so all of that has been replaced. As somebody put it, I'm trying to remember the exact terms, they, they get together and put on costumes, you know, the, in these churches to, to reenact a social gospel that never was in the scripture to create something that was not there and make that the new foundation of your belief system. The only good news is these churches are shrinking and they, they're dying on the vine. Mm. And But that's going to be, in my mind, the day's coming. It already has happened in Europe. It's happening in Canada and, and a lot of places. You preach something in the from the gospel that is offensive, and you could be bought before a tribunal and fined massive amounts of money in Canada now. You know it, and I know it. That's really going on. And the media would say, oh, no, no, you're just, I don't know where you get that. Well, you can get it from a lot of places. It's coming here. It is coming here where Christians in the social media platforms, I just finished a little couple-of-day ban for saying something like that, I made I made the mistake of saying something was in the scripture, and they silenced me for a couple of days on my personal Facebook account. And if I dared put that on on Twitter, I'd be banished for life by now, or I'd have to right. I'd have to say, well, you can have your Twitter account back if you delete the tweet. Well, you know, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I, I'm at that point, but we are at a point now. So this is where I want you to pick up on this: if Trump wins. How much time does the real church have before we're going to be shoved underground and pushed out of the mainstream? Well, I think you're going to see episodally parts with the riots. If he wins, you're going to see Christians more and more persecuted. However, with him in office, we may have somewhat of a defense and a reprieve. Ultimately, the church needs to prepare now. Mm -hmm. and should be preparing now for the catacombs. And as the early church fathers used to say about individuals, you need to prepare for martyrdom. Yes. Whether it occurs with you or not, you need to be ready for it. Amen. We in this country have never seen that possibility that we do today. And very much so, it's a possibility. So we need to get off of our complacent derrieres, and mm -hmm. we need to start living our Christian faith wholeheartedly or we're going to reject it wholeheartedly you're going to do that through fear intimidation and peer pressure there's coming a time bob where you know look just like masks are mandatory now when you go places there's going to be a time when vaccines are going to be mandatory and the social pressure is going to be even greater 
And if we have not learned how to be secure in our God Mm -hmm. and our faith, and not in the dictates of government or the world, if we have learned to be okay in Christ, as Ephesians wants us over and over, mm, that's right. then we're going to be able to stand, because the storm's going to come, it's going to hit your house, the waves are going to hit the house, but it's going to be founded on a rock, and you're going to stand. Mm-hmm. And that is the key of what we're here. Mm. You know, I know already just like you have, you're going to have obligatory scanners, right, near-infrared lights that are going to be set up at the entrances of mm. all stores, scanners, that if you don't have whatever, you know, vaccine or mark or whatever they're going to give you, that's gonna, the alarm's going to go off. You're just not going to be able to get in there. So the world will change, but with Trump in office, I think we're going to see slowly do that. They're yes. going to fight like the day to make it happen but in the end we're going to have some time and with god's grace miracles can happen yes we can all wake up people and they wake up that we actually see things turning around and that is my hope and that's my prayer nevertheless i prepare for the worst just Amen. in case my guest today is the reverend dr timothy gales we're talking about uh, today's election a little bit I mean, we can't change it now. By the time you may be hearing this, your polls may have already closed. Maybe you already voted early. Maybe you mailed your ballot in. Maybe you're absentee, whatever. And and we may not even know the results. I'm almost certain that we will not know the results on Tuesday, may not know it in the wee hours of Wednesday. It's possible, but the way, and, and it's not so much that it can't be done, but I think there are forces that don't want it to be done because of the person they chose. In this case, uh, they need to have their guy win. Uh, they, they, I, I just see bad things happening. And like I say, but it was where we I remind you at the top of the show, Psalm 146, verse 3, do not put your trust in princes or in man or son of man. There's no help. There's no salvation. And yet too many people, even those that claim the name of Christ, are putting too much emphasis in, in an election. It is what it is. We're heading toward a time, whether we get there sooner or a little later, uh, the day of our collision uh, with all this is, is coming shortly. The church has been thoroughly ineffective, in my opinion, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, but I want to get back to this segment. I want to remind you, like I say, this is Truth to Ponder, our website, truth2ponder.com. I want to keep this voice on the air. The Internet is going to be increasingly in the years to come a a more difficult place. That's why we're using shortwave, but we can't even do that forever. But just, you know, keep it in mind that we're trying to give you information and things you can use. And our our address online right now is truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. And I'll be talking later this week about some things that are crossing my mind in ways we can stay connected in a world that will be disconnecting us pretty soon. Once again, my guest on the program is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. We got we got about five minutes or so, and then we got to hit the break. But what is your feeling about the ineffectiveness of so many churches today that, that have put all their hope in their music, all their hope? And you know, I, I've got a problem, and I'm going to get somebody mad here. A lot of churches have tried to look evangelical they sound good and it's all wonderful uh, 
but sometimes it's all about our personal experience and not about the gospel and and our workship, what we give to our Lord. Not We're not there to get something out of it. And I've heard a lot of people go, I had a bad day and I went to church and I got nothing out of it. Oh, yuck. Right. Well, right. What, do you, what, do you, what do you as a clergyman tell that person? Well, first of all, we're not there to, to get. We're there to give. Uh, we're there to give worship to God and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. David said, I will not offer you anything that cost me nothing. We don't pay costs. Say anymore. that. Say that again. Say that again. I, I will. I will not offer you anything that costs me nothing. And that's the okay? problem with the church today. Absolutely. There, you just Absolutely. hit it. Yeah, because it doesn't cost us anything. You know, in the book of Hebrews, it says you have not even shed blood yet for your faith. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The time's coming. The time is coming, and this is, you know. We have to get the word out to people who don't know what's going on or who are refusing or they don't want to get out of their comfort Mm -hmm, zone. mm -hmm. But people end up going along with the crowd mentality because they fear social to being a social outcast or social ostracism. Right. You got to stop. You got to stop. Luther stood before people and said, you know, my conscience is bound to the word of God. Here I stand. I can do no other, so help me God. Absolutely. Athanasius. They said, Athanasius, the whole world's against you. And they laughed. And he said, well, then Athanasius contramundum. Athanasius is against the world. Yes. Because in the end, truth is what counts, not you. I'm sorry to hurt people's feelings, but you're not special. You're not, you know, we've been told when we're kids, you're special. You deserve this. You deserve that because mm-hmm. you're you. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not yours anymore. You're Christ's. Amen. And if, he, and if he deems you for martyrdom or he deems you to be teacher of those who are going to go get martyred, you need to say yes. Satan said non-servium. I will not serve. Yes. But you yes. and I say, I will serve. Amen. Yes, Lord, Amen. let it be unto me according to thy word. And and this is the difference. There were Christians then, and there are Christians today, and we are markedly different than the early Christians. But I'm telling you now, we have cultural coming. Cultural Christianity yes. has been one of the most destructive forces in the Western world that I've ever seen in my life. Yes. And, and I... I, I see it in the southeastern United States. I see it all over the country. What I call cultural Christianity. Sure. It is a very dangerous and deceptive thing that will steal your soul from you and condemn it to hell. Absolutely. And, and But think of it this way. We not only have cultural Christianity, but we're about 20 years always behind the culture, so we build a subculture that is behind the culture and we do it badly okay mm. we don't we don't even do it well we need to be in the culture not of the culture and we need to be against culture per se by teaching the gospel and living it yeah that's yeah. look at the beatitudes you know, blessed are the meek for they'll inherit the earth the yep. world doesn't say that it says blessed are the the ones who seize the day the ones who can conquer blessed are the strong no 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 jesus said blessed are the meek for they'll inherit the earth yes we're counterculture is what we are or should be well but we're in, not. in a gospel sense well when we come back in a moment we're going to talk about the dangers of cultural christianity 
want to remind you that this is the program Truth to Ponder. And we have a website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. Physical mailing address, and I would appreciate a letter from you if you really would rather go that direction. You can just put Truth to Ponder on it. That seems to work. Put my name, Bob, or Bob Bierman on it. That seems to work. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. Our physical mailing address is 21 Berkshire Lane, 21 Berkshire Lane, in the big city of Sky Valley, Georgia. By the way, almost forgot on that line that says 21 Berkshire, add number 263. So the little nice lady that deals with our mail can put it in our community post office box thing they give you when you live here. So that's number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. Once again, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. When we get back, I want to get back to where the church has failed miserably in the Western world, in the United Kingdom, in the United States, Australia, and and I think there's going to be a price to be paid, and I, I think it's going to be, well, you'll know it when it hits. We'll be right back. This is Truth. To ponder with Bob Beerman. Flattering Alexander. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, in the court of Alexander the Great, there came a philosopher seeking financial aid from the great conqueror. Alexander ordered his treasurer to give the philosopher whatever he asked for. The philosopher asked for the equivalent of 10,000 pounds. The treasurer was shocked and he wasn't inclined to honor the request. But Alexander replied, let the money be paid instantly. I'm delighted with this philosopher's way of thinking. He's done me a great honor. By the largeness of his request, he shows the high idea he's conceived of my wealth and my generosity. Now, as it was with Alexander the Great, so it is with your heavenly father. For Messiah taught us that God delights to give you his riches. Therefore, ask accordingly. You're not children of a pauper. You are a child of the king who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And it's not just that he's rich in blessings, but he's rich in love for you. And you're not flattering God by asking for cheap things or little things or less than best things. You want to bless God? Believe in his abundance and believe in his love. Settle for nothing less than his best and perfect will and the abundant life of fullness and joy that he promised you and which he wills for you. He wants to give it to you. But if you don't ask, how will you receive? Alexander the Great may have been great in wealth and power, but you know, God is much greater. You come from a most wealthy family, my friend. Your heavenly father is rich and rich in love. And you're his child. That means you're well off, very well off but only ask and believe. Now, how'd you like to receive something so awesome it's been hidden for 2,000 years and never before revealed? You can. The awesome, unprecedented mystery of the temple doors and sapphires guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get these free gifts? Just ask. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's all you do. You'll be so blessed, but call now. one 800 
Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now I invite you to join with me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation Israel and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1, and that's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, at Box 1111 in Lodi, New Jersey, the zip 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, and the zip 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Election Day version of Truth to Ponder on this third day of November in the year of our Lord, 2020, and what a year it has been. I'm going to share a little something that somebody pointed out to me, and I, I, I maybe I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't do this, but it was remarkable. If you've got a calculator in front of you, and I'm sure some of you do or can get to one, write this down. This is the year 2020. Divide the year 2020 by 666 and tell me what the result is. Okay? Let me say that again. Divide 2020 by the number 666. And what do you come up with? 30330. Sounds like what uh, Joe Biden has there on his. I'm not saying he is, but it just. Somebody pointed that out as you know, just one of the little trivia questions. And yeah, it looks like it. I'm just pointing it out just because someone shared it and thought it was rather fascinating. But the truth is we do not put our trust in princes, into people, or that's not the source of our salvation. There is no salvation in mortal man. There's really no hope in the long run from mortal man. Even depending upon your personal opinion of who should be elected president today, we may not find out today or tomorrow or next week or even you know till next month. I don't know. We, we, we've heard so much conflicting stuff over the past week. So I'm not going to get into predictions, per se. I know where the enthusiasm is. Whether that holds up or not remains to be seen. But regardless of what happens today, we're going to see a change. It's either going to come rapidly, or we're going to get just a little bit more time to prepare. And just like just like the warnings that were given by God over the, over the years to his people. Look for the signs of his return. Look for what is going on today. Look at some of the things that are happening that are also concerning to me in a good way. We're seeing something that I didn't think I'd ever see in my lifetime, the beginnings of peace in the Middle East. A very, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. And I also know what the scripture warns and sudden destruction will come. And we may just be in this little bit of borrowed time and the church has been so ineffective. My guest in the program today and yesterday is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, and we're talking about, we're not going to talk, the election is behind us in essence by the time you're hearing this. Most people will hear it after their polls are closing or, or near that time. And besides, the vast majority have theoretically already voted, and what schemes are in place, we don't know. But we're not putting our trust in the election, but we are putting our trust in God. 
And knowing that the church, the cultural Christians, have been a dismal failure across the world, what do we as true believers need to do? Timothy, what, what, what's your thoughts? Well, we always have to remember, okay, that we have knowledge of things that are going on. We have to share that knowledge because knowledge is power. We have to help people understand and learn what is in motion right now. And also remind people that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Um, we, we have a faith, right? So, so the faith is the truth here, and the truth sets us free. Ignorance always causes fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what we're doing on this show, what you're doing especially, is to dispel ignorance and to get people into the into the light of the truth. Yes. And let me tell you something. You know, Francis Schaeffer, if you remember him, oh, was yes. an apologist for the faith. Francis Schaeffer said, in the end, the greatest apologetic or defense of the faith would be love. Interesting, right? A mm-hmm. love grounded mm-hmm. in truth. So if there was ever a time to focus on loving one another, it's now. Yes. Which is first and foremost through the sharing of the gospel of salvation. Yes. That's what we do. Because now is also the time to share with others about what Christ did for us and how he can be our hope no matter what happens. I remind myself of a passage that is in Micah. The book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 8. And Micah wrote, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Mm-hmm. When we're in darkness, the Lord is our light. When we are, when we fall, when we are struck down by our enemy, they can rejoice, but we're going to rise again. Mm-hmm. Job knew it. All of the scriptural uh, characters knew it. We know it because that's our hope. We know the resurrection is fact. The world's going to not like us. It hated him. It's going to hate you and me. Oh, yeah. We're going to see. We see the hatred out there now, according to political parties, Amen. according to yes. race. Yes. But you're going to see it. It's all backed up by the spiritual hatred. Because it's a light versus darkness in this world, mm-hmm. Satan versus God, and and you know you're on one side or another. You're going to have to choose. Yes, and and that's what we're doing here. So, you know, if, if Trump makes it in, we we'll buy ourselves a little bit more time. Yeah, that's yeah, all if, we've if, got. That's all we've that's got. Right. That's right. And, and if he doesn't, then we shore up our our spiritual life and we push forward and still pray for the one in office, mm-hmm. regardless. Still pray, because those are the weapons of your warfare. You see, one of the things that will divide Christians, if we if we as Christians follow where the left has gone into this, this absolute hateful, I mean, it's one thing to have a political discussion and even be humorous about it, but there's a difference between some of the stuff that I hear and see. We want Trump dead. That's what we hear. We want Trump dead. We want this person dead. We want this family destroyed. We want. And who does that remind you of? Yeah, it reminds me of Hitler, and, and what they wanted. Satan. You know, Satan's I mean, an enemy of the human race. He's a murderer from the beginning. Look, look at China. Look at China after the communists took over in the forties. Mm-hmm. Then they had their cultural revolutions where they use young people like we're doing today in the United States. 
to trash the older generation, to to destroy the foundations. We have to tear down the statues. We have to erase history. We have to reinvent history and make it a horrible history that we need to run away from and find nothing except, you know, what what Orwell predicted. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a never ending today with no past. Yep. And 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 that's what we're heading toward rapidly. What what we forget and a lot of this is something we we either are today right here at the verge of a big and different world. Look, the United States may stand alone for just a little while longer in fighting the world system. It is coming. I've got friends in Australia who are who just realize it's it's too late. I mean, it's too late for Australia. Look at what they've done down there to themselves. And and once you give that kind of power to tyrannical government types that are looking to reset this earth and this world and make themselves part of the new elite. Once you've mm. done that in Germany, look at look at what she, Merkel has done with her country. She's destroyed it. And in spite of all the science, as we're told, which is a bunch of baloney, you know, the science said, close down. The science said, wear a mask. The science said, the science said, Right. And now their case numbers are skyrocketing, if you can believe the numbers. <laughs> and the same is happening in France and the United Kingdom, where we're trying to be told it's here. And, you know, we're, you're coming out of lockdown and we got to go back into even a. You got Fauci the fraud, and I say that yeah. lovingly. I really do. The man is nothing but a fraud who is a creature of government, he's a creature of the system. And, and he doesn't care. Oh, we need to do what these countries did. Lock down for four months. Have nobody with income, nobody with food, nobody with anything. Nobody can get to the hospital. You can only leave your house for an hour a day, and you can only go a mile or two. You can't even leave your county or your, your city. You're, you're locked in. You're right. locked in like Hitler locked in the Jews in the ghettos of Poland. And I don't yep. care. I mean, that's the only way to describe it. And you're doing it willingly. Of course, guess what? Many of the Jews in Poland, in Warsaw, Poland, did it willingly because they were told what? What were they told? It's for your safety. Yeah. The greatest lie ever told. Now it's for your health. Now, Now it's for your health and my health. Look, you know, to give hope, here's the way I look at it. The Great Reset is destined to mm-hmm. fail. It's going it's gonna, to. It's going to fail because those who are planning it, they don't understand that there are still people ready to take to the streets to defend their rights, yep. to protect to protect their loved ones, to give a future to their children and grandchildren. I mean, this whole project of leveling you know, humanity, look at the globalists. This project is going to shatter miserably in the face of, of a firm opposition of Christians and children of light against evil, right? Yes. The enemy the enemy has Satan on its side. He only knows how to hate. He mm-hmm. only knows how to hate, but he proclaims love at the expense of hate. But on our side, we'd have the Lord Almighty, the God of battles. Mm-hmm. The one who said, I will be your shield and your defense. The, you know, the one who says, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, go, and he goes behind us as well. I mean, this is the God of battles, and he's our God. And this is his world, mm-hmm. not Satan's. Satan is still on a leash. 
which means every one of these rioters, Antifa, even the globalists themselves are on a leash and don't know it. Mm -hmm. They'd rather cut the chains in Psalm 2, shake their fist at God and say, we'll take it from here. Thanks. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He's in control. So there's always hope. And we have to hold on to that hope. But see, but it, but, right. uh, but like we say, today on Election Day, while we should vote for the one that does sure. the least damage to the church, our families, and, mm-hmm. and everything about the way we live, we also don't put our trust in, in people. This is what we got to remember. While we, while we should vote for that, and, and I'm sorry, Mr. Never Trumper, if you've already voted for some third party or, or even decided to be spiteful and vote for Mr. Biden, um, right. did you vote for the best interest of your church? Or is your church one of those that believe abortion is fine and, and, mm-hmm. and same-sex marriage is cool and, mm-hmm. and all roads lead to heaven? In other words, you're the church that has said, and this is what bothers me, you've rejected Scripture. You are reinterpreting it by the evil of your heart and what you want your heart's desire, not what God desires for you. You have decided that your social justice outweighs the, the price that Jesus paid on the cross. Right. You have decided, you've decided that man is smarter than God, that we have collective wisdom of the universe. We've heard this since the beginning of the pandemic, and I know this pandemic has been used, you know it and I know it, to begin to test the waters on how to control people. And some countries were vastly more willing than others to walk away from their freedoms. And others were a little more resistive. I think Australia, in spite of it all, at the end of the day, shows a little bit more resilience and, and anger in what's going on. And they're going to they're gonna get their pound of flesh out of their politicians, though they may not be able to succeed. But I'm just saying. England, they've rolled over. Italy, Germany, they roll over. They roll over when it comes to Islamic terrorists in their nation. Why not the corona bug? Now they're afraid of their own shadow. And, and, and those that run around, you, you work around people. I'm not going to get into what mm-hmm. you do for a living. And, but you and I both, because of our other backgrounds, have certain training and knowledge. How many people that wear a face mask believe they are doing it for their own personal benefit? I mean, forget what everybody's saying. Let's just say, how many people do you believe are wearing a face covering because they think it protects them from getting the virus. They don't care about anybody else. How many of you think do it for themselves? I'm trying to get, I've got a, a theory on that, but what would, what would your guess be? I would say a lot of them, but they're, they're also at the same time, they'd like to play the virtue card and mm-hmm. say, well, I'm doing this for your benefit. <laughs> when in reality, they're so frightened of the virus, you know, that they, it, they are doing it for their own benefit. Let me put it this uh, way. When you see somebody wearing, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. a face mask and gloves and a face shield driving by themselves in a car oh, boy. Uh, you know then you know that they're that they have they have they are so afraid of the virus they've stopped living they're so afraid of dying they can't live anymore and and i see a lot more of that than i care to admit of people that will get in a car a husband and wife and drive away wearing a face mask mm-hmm. and i'm thinking to myself there's something wrong with this picture they really they, they they believe that I guess that the coronavirus gets sucked into air conditioning at seventy miles an hour, and we're all going to breathe it and and it's lurking out there looking for a way. It doesn't work that way. I mean, the, 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 there's so much misinformation intentionally to divide us and 
yep. put fear in us. There's no doubt about yes. it. And uh, to get us snitching on one another and all of these things. Listen, it, it is, you know, Biden said what? He said we're going to be, he'll make face masks mandatory yep. nationally mm-hmm. and that we're going to be wearing them at least till 2022. Oh, yeah. If not longer. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few more years, folks, you know, get more face masks. Um, it's ridiculous. We're, by it's that time, by that time, those that are entering kindergarten, first, second, and third grade now will be psychologically traumatized for the rest of their lives and living in fear. There'll be no it, you, you, and 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 the medicine of the state, which is what they'll be forcing on us, will be encouraging to continue in that horrible fear for the rest of your life because and you know the what, government. It's a form of occult initiation is Mm, what it is. It is. Whether intended or not, it's a form of occult initiation. This fear, this fear of being close to other people, um, using all of these uh, protective equipment and gear on us. So this is, it's meant to dismantle our society and to separate us as human beings. God said it's not good for man to be alone. Amen. Well, that's why even in prison camps in war, that they always separate and isolation is a punishment, Uh all right? So we've all been kind of sent to our rooms worldwide as a punishment, we've all been isolated. And that's never happened before, but here we are. Uh And things are gonna get worse where the agenda is rolling on. Ultimately though, like I said, regardless of what happens, we have got to be prepared as Christians. Have you noticed that in the nations in Europe in particular, and even England, where church attendance has been dropping steadily like a rock for the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years or post-World War II, like 1950s, the erosion begins. And then it it gets faster in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And now, you know, nobody really goes to church. There's that maybe couple of percent. That's it. And yeah. they're, they're the nations that fall into the fear and the lockdown faster than the United States. Granted, we now know the vast majority of people in the United States do not believe in the scriptures. They do not believe that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life as he has declared himself to be. They don't believe in any of the tenets of the faith right. except the social justice Episcopalians and Lutherans and Presbyterians and Methodists and a few other oddball groups that are basically nothing more than Unitarian Universalists wearing vestments. I mean, that's sure. all they become. You know, sure. it, it, it's, 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 it's like a... It's like a costume party, and and it's all fake. And well, they say they have you know that we use faith really as a crutch, and mm-hmm. I say you're darn right we do. Yeah, that's right. It's the whole triage center. Mm-hmm. It's the hospital, the emergency room, the ambulance. It's the triage center. Listen, everybody uses faith. You've they've just switched theirs to a reasonable scientific social cultural faith. We're all faith. Where, Listen, that's right. There, there is. And I, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, and I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be very careful. There, there is, oh, there, there's what I call the vegan and uh, cult out there, the world harmony kind of cult uh, that we all need to live in harmony. We need to be more green, and global warming is all man's fault. Climate change, climate change. We're killing ourselves with climate change. You know, I've been hearing we only have ten years left for the past fifty years, okay. and, and and it's a and it's a changing target. I can remember Earth Day, nineteen seventy, like it was yesterday. I covered it as a young guy just starting out in radio, and we're told that we're going to freeze ourselves to death within ten years. Miami will have snow and blizzard by the year, 
you know, something like 1985, and you know, it never happened. And all these predictions, every prediction that should have occurred by now made for the past 50 years, zero have come true. So why do we keep giving credence to, well, we do because we, we have fear. We have fear we're going to, the ozone was going to destroy, I mean, we were going to destroy the ozone. I mean, it was going to be done. We're, we're going to be goners. And all these predictions, we live in fear. And now it's fear of a virus. What other fear can they put on us? But I, say, I still say Satan will continue to overplay his hand. But a lot of people are going to be willingly deceived. Willingly deceived. They're not going to see what Jesus told his disciples. Look for the signs of my coming. I've said this for years on this radio show. This world has seen times of intense tribulation since the day that Jesus walked the face of the earth. If you lived, as we talked about a minute ago, in Poland in 1939, this to you would be the great tribulation. And maybe what we're getting into is not the great tribulation, but man, just like the Christians in China, the Soviet Union, and all over the world, it was 70 years of hell. And America may be getting ready to walk into a period of hell on earth that we've never experienced before in our lives. Right. The fake churches can sit there and, and they can have their priestesses and their gay weddings and their social justice. As long as there's no Jesus in sin, you're fine. But That's those right. that declare that there is sin and we need redemption will be the ones forced underground, forced into the closet, forced off Twitter, Facebook, and even some radio. That's well, what we need we to build platforms. We have to be witnesses. Mm -hmm. You know, the term martyros means witness, yes. a martyr. And, and, you know, lo and behold, the early church were witnesses in their death. Uh, Romans in the Colosseum, when the Christians were thrown to the lions, the, you know, the, the Roman people wanted to see the blood, the blood sport. They wanted uh -huh. to see all of that. Instead, these Christians held hands and began to sing hymns to God praises to God while they were ripped apart. Well, that wasn't fun for the spectators. They wanted to see them screaming, running around. It was their witness in dying that made the Romans say, wait a minute, who is this God that can give you such courage in the, in the face of a death like Amen. that? Amen. I want to know who that God is. And this has been replete throughout history. It is this, the blood of the saints it is the seed of the church, right? The blood of the martyrs. Mm -hmm. And we, we heard that early on. Look, we need coraggio. We need courage. We, we need God to give us that courage. And we need to prepare as Christians yes. to be stronger in our faith, have our communities together. And, and I think the, the closer we draw to Christ, yes. the less fearful we're going to be about anything else because you know our faith is not coupled with fear yes let our just, faith casts fear away yes let me just tell this to the church if your ministry has been based in living on facebook uh, or any of the social media platforms to grow youtube what have you my word of advice regardless of how the election turns out tonight or whenever we know the results be prepared to evacuate from those services because they're not going to be there for you. Uh, regardless, it's just going to get worse. Maybe we'll get a temporary reprieve, so use it while you have it. But you better be making plans for your next move after this. The church, the real church, the true church, 
It's not going to be in the fancy buildings anymore. They're not going to have the stained glass windows anymore. They're not going to be treated, you know, with any respect anymore. Those that are true believers will become the nut jobs and cursed ones in time. And depending on the election, it may happen sooner than later. I want you to be prepared. Timothy, we're going to run out of time here in just a second. Maybe in a day or so, maybe maybe we can get together before the week is out and talk about what we know after this election right. and get people ready. If not, we'll get into it again next week if we have to. But in the, la- in the last minute here that we've got, can you close us in prayer for our nation on this election day, even though we don't know which way it's going? Can you close us in prayer real quick? Certainly, certainly. Heavenly Father, we come before you in such a momentous time, at least for us, that we are looking at the light and darkness as being very real possibility either way in this election. And yet you tell us no matter who wins, we need to pray for our leaders and pray good for them and for their salvation. Help us to do that. But also personally, help each and every one of us listening to choose this day whom we will serve. And for me, it'll be Christ. And I pray that for you and for all who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen to that, my brother. My guest today has been the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, and I know he's one of your favorite guests. I hear a lot from you about him. No matter who wins the election of this day or whatever day we finally find out, whether it's tomorrow, the end of the week, next week, two weeks from now, everything's still in God's hands. Don't go into this panic mode. Everything that's been going on in this world, I think, since literally the beginning of this calendar year, has been designed to put a fear into you. And Jesus says to fear not. We need to, as Christians, begin to become overcomers and not be overcome. And this is, this is the biggest problem I see today. I see Christians that are, well, we'll wait till it's safe before we gather. Guess what? In the time that Christians were meeting in homes in Rome and all around the known world, it was not safe. But they did it anyway. They met anyway. They broke bread. They shared they prayed, they worshiped. It wasn't about what was in it for them. It was what they were giving unto God. Do not let the world take away from you that which God has given you. Learn to trust more. Learn to fear God more than you fear a virus. Learn to fear God more than you fear your government. Learn to fear God more than you fear those in the world around you. If you're truly in the faith, God will take care of you. It's not going to be easy, but God has a plan. Let him be eminent in your life. Once again, our website is truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com still trying to decide what to do about shortwave airtime so let me know when you listen if you're listening on shortwave time and frequency is so helpful our mailing address if you'd like to help in this ministry is truth to ponder 21 berkshire lane number 263 that's 21 berkshire lane number 263 
in Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.